Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Conversations, where we look at the intersection of relationships, faith, and leadership. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Clark. And I'm Christian Harden. We're so glad you joined us. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Conversations. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Clark. And um, are we doing this? Wait a minute. We, we no, have wait. an intro. Cut. Cut. <laughs> Hang on. We already have this. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Conversations. We are uh, glad to be back in studio together uh, with no guest. No guest. We've only done this once. We've done it twice. Did we? The initial one, if you I don't remember. Count that. Oh, our intro? I don't count <laughs> you that. You don't count that one? Oh, how many times have we recorded the intro podcast? <laughs> the one time we sent it like survivors of pneumonia, <laughs> black lung. We actually have decent microphones now. We do. Makes a big difference. It does. Good recording equipment. It sounds great. Thanks, Sure. And Zoom. And Zoom. Wish we were sponsored by you, but we bought it. <laughs> we, we totally bought it and we appreciate <laughs> the quality you uh, are manufacturing. What are we stepping on today? You know what? I am, uh, like we said last podcast, we have a very large bag of this Starbucks uh, organic winter blend. We're going to do our due diligence and work through it, though. It's uh, snowflakes in a cup right here. But I may sneak in some good coffee here and there. So wait a minute. Some good coffee. It actually doesn't taste bad. No, I was thinking that. She's pretty good. I was thinking that last podcast. So, so yep, I'm uh, enjoying this. And we also enjoy hearing from our listeners. So if you want to reach out to us, we encourage you to email us at podcast at kicko. K-I-C-K-O dot org, O-R-G, podcast at kicko dot org. I'd uh, love to hear some of your suggestions, feedback. Just let us know all around what, you, uh, what you've enjoyed so far. So this one, we want to just kind of talk about uh, what, what it looks like, what life looks like sometimes uh, as you go into transitions and new seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we're going through some new seasons. It looks like the, the leaves, I was loving them uh, this past week, but we've, we've gone over the hump of peak yeah. I'm seeing lots of browns. Lots of brown. Dark now. yellow. They still won't fall off. They're hanging on. <laughs> They're hanging on by We haven't there. had a good wind yet, but For just real. give it time. Yeah. No, I love <clears throat> that idea of season. It's coming out of a pandemic where everything was slow. I mean, we're, I guess we're still in it, but where it everything- like one big season. Where everything was slow, and then you like, oh, we're, we can go back to doing things and working and probably going back to like what we thought was normal and the rat race instead that you're going you're trying to make up for that time and going zero to a hundred yeah and not really calibrated for that nor your friends or your family or everyone you work with so it's not yeah, healthy it's not healthy and then now you get to some places now towards the end of the year and you're like okay let's let's like look back what yeah how, how was all that like we we came out of like the end of last year or 2021 we just went for it you know yeah. And so along the ways, maybe you hit a couple of traffic cones. I think I think the changing of rhythms and natural seasons is a great time to reflect and just to evaluate kind of your own seasons of life. And I use I use the new year as an opportunity. I don't always do like resolutions, mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely use it to kind of hit reset and say, OK, God, what is there a new focus right now for my life? Is there something you're wanting to, to revive in me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually it, it always involves slowing down. Yeah. Um, and, and just kind of knowing that he is God, that he's in control. And, and, and there's like a key area that I know he's working on inside of me yeah. in that. But um, so I think right now is a great opportunity for folks, our listeners as well. Just what, what's the Lord saying to you? Um, How's he recalibrating? But I, 
listeners, do you find yourself having to uh, cram that calendar again? Is it packed full? If, if you look at my digital calendar that I share with like a bunch of different people and I have all theirs on there too, it just, all the colors fill every day. And so we're back to that again. And maybe yeah. you never left that. Maybe it only, maybe it only happened for a month and yeah. it was full of zoom calls. I don't know if you're a business executive or, um, what, what that looked like, but yeah. I had an addition in, in my family, so that was... Adding children. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure people my age can relate with that of coming out of pandemic. You're stuck at home. Maybe it was planned. Maybe mm. it wasn't planned. And everybody has kids my age right now. And so I think a lot of people can relate with what life looks like amidst trying to figure out the hustle and bustle and still have make and provide for your family, but also yeah. be present for your family, but also knowing what is healthy for you and having some time to decompress on your own. What does that look like? I'm still surprised how many people had been working from home for so long. I'm Yeah. I'm still stay at home dads. I have, yeah, I still have a few friends that are like, yeah, their offices are, they got rid of it because they've realized they can yeah. work from home, but now the kids are home two extra times a week with So him. that's blurred space. It's blurred space. So he's yeah. still having to work except, hey, we can save money on daycare. That sounds like a great idea. Oh, wait. <laughs> How much work am I really getting done? <laughs> oh, to? wait. Here we go. Yeah. And, so. that, and that blend, and it's not necessarily bad or evil. It's it's just a, it's a change. It is a change. And so with that, the transitions, it, we have to recalibrate. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes some healthy conversations have to come out of that with your spouse or yourself. Um, so yeah, you think about having to try to work from home and there's beauty in that, man, I can just go into the kitchen, give my wife a kiss and get another cup of coffee and then back of it, I can give my kid a hug and then, but they don't always understand, um, the lines and and do there even need to be lines? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of our work and life, um, lines have blurred together this past year and a half. And some people are having a hard time with that. And others are like, man, this is, this is awesome. I hope this never goes away. And others are like, I can't wait to get back in the office. I'm getting nothing done. You know, there's every, every, um, part of the spectrum is covered in our experiences in that. But so I think this is one big thing. I think as change comes in our life, I think the Lord really prepares us for transition. Yeah. I think he gives us a lot of uh, on-ramp time. Um, usually before something is happening, there's like little things in my heart or in conversations with people or even my, my wife um, that are kind of preparing us for what's about to happen. Like we've got months, sometimes before we even really know what the transition is. Yeah. That I feel like he prepares us. Have you experienced that too? Yeah. I actually feel like I'm going through that right now. Um, you know, we, for the last year, we've talked about this transition up to Desley's family property and what that could look like and picture life up there. And we've been going up there on walks. I mean, we went that, that was back before Penny was born. We went up there on a walk. I remember it was like February. I just went to take some photos of what it looked like with where you could actually see it before like all of the stuff came back and growth and green. Uh, And we just walked and talked and imagined what life would look like. And that was kind of it for a few months. We got ready for Penny and that cycle. And uh, went back to the busyness after my week off and her maternity leave and didn't really think about it until the summer. And slowly and surely, just like that conversation, that process, um, we, you know, we love our house, but there's things now that we're like, 
we're like seeing like we want to change this we don't have enough space obviously with a kid mm-hmm. that is now mobile yeah uh and like our living room is now is the toy room and a chill space <laughs> and that is blurred and just like welcome to that that like stress you feel sometimes oh, of yeah. like it is blended and you wish you had the space and then um a couple of nights ago this was kind of like the the cherry on top of um you know there was i i reflecting there was little kisses of like they built a sidewalk. I could go walking, you know, mm. for a little bit. It's a short sidewalk, but uh, there were like eight rounds went off outside of our house the other night. We're <laughs> like, where is this coming from? We haven't ever heard this. And it was sounded like right outside our window. Oh, man. Uh, we're like, yeah, we're ready. Like, this is, ready to move. This, is, this is, this is like a good feeling. Um, and that's a great, that's, that's a positive transition. Yeah. You know, we're excited. We met with the contractor and all that. Um, the more of like the negative sides of transition would be, the busy seasons of ministry life and the busy seasons of wedding life for my wife. Um, and just not being able to see each other as often as she would like and myself too. Um, we're both wired different in how we've, I feel like talked about this a lot and how super extroverted and my wife is very much an introverted homebody. She gets seeing her coworkers. That's enough for her. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't need to go out anymore. Mm-mm. So our wives are very similar, and my wife, yeah. she wants to be at home. That's where she is rejuvenated, gets her energy, and she's a stay-at-home mom now, but she wasn't when we first started having kids. Yeah, And so that was really hard because, like you said, ministry life, and I had just entered into that season as our kids were being born, um, it's, it's not the eight to five. It's not in the set hours maybe that overlap when you're both working. Yeah. Um, and so there's the give and take there. Like, uh, you know, you're you're now able to keep Penny some during the days when she is working, but then you have things in the evening uh, with Kiko and working with the youth and yeah. um, weekend events where she might have weekend events as well because she's, you know, in wedding season. And, yeah. and so that's interesting because I, I reflect back to when I first entered that, that season of ministry and my wife was on a different schedule. She was going to work at nine, getting home about five. We're talking about starting a family. We, we have the first kid. We're now thinking about, you know, a year and a half into that, the second kid, but still that ministry life is, wait a minute, you're going to be gone. What? For, for a board meeting. And then you're going to have youth and, and then we're going to go to church. And like so many of these evenings were taken up by not necessarily bad things, but just things we weren't used to. Yeah. Um, And so, Man, I remember having to have some conversations. Um, how do okay? So how do we how do we really protect our time together? What yeah. can we put in the rhythm of our own calendar and say this doesn't get you know overbooked? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody has to do that in different seasons. Yeah, yeah it's reminding yourself of what is important because um, you can get so caught up in the moment of things you enjoy, and you only have 16 usable hours a day unless you're Michael and you have maybe 20 usable hours in a day. I wish, I wish, (laughs) but you know, you have those things fill up quick if you let it. Um, Absolutely. You can be nickel and dime to nothing with busyness and time. And so being a yes man too, of having Mm. to have a calendar on the, you know, that's how we make it practical. We have like a reversible calendar that we fill in and we have, I can visibly see, what we're doing this month at yeah. Outlook. And it's been super helpful for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we still have like the, I wish you weren't gone at nights conversation. Sure. And I'm like, I wish you weren't gone in the day. <laughs> like, you want to play this game? <laughs> wish um, you weren't gone on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, on Saturday. When I'm not gone on Saturday. Yeah. You know, it's just, just that when the overlaps aren't happening. Yeah, it's just, and I think we, 
I think not communicating about it is where the problems happen. Mm. Cause when we talk about it, we're on the same page and then we know like, yeah, I won't be there. I, and I'll be here this time, but I won't be there. So we'll see each other for like two hours before you fall asleep. Yeah. And it's like, but let's make the most of it, you know, let's watch, let's watch some TV or, you know, we're watching whatever we're watching on Hulu or yeah. things like that. Or, you know, this is my favorite time of the year we're getting into, um, just such fond memories and having to add a little one to it is such a sweet, you know, expectation to have for yeah. both of us. Um, of course my house looks like Christmas land already exploded and it's November 11th. So <laughs> we always, so with having kids, we have five now and every year we spend like October, November purging and getting the kids ready for basically getting more toys. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's time to donate. It's time to, you know, sell, it's time to pass on. And so the in getting rooms cleaned and you know, all yeah. that, I think, I think that happens for a lot of people. Cause you're like, we're, we're about to add this same amount to yeah. the living room that you're talking about. That's a shared space that stresses, you know, it's not peaceful. Or, yeah. And, and I'm curious too, of like you guys, um, being open to foster and always having, um, and candy is just wired different and being able to have the capacity for children, but um, having so many kids and she is a stay at home mom of like, how do you like, like what is like her look like serving her? Because like mm. her work is like being a teacher and a mom. That is her like job per se or her occupation in a way of like, what does like, and like you're, you're an executive director. So you're busy and you're all your brother, you know, you're plunging toilets and you're vacuuming cars or getting them gassed up and oil change and making difficult decisions. What is that? I mean, what does that look like for someone that's not in the same field, but in the same realm of life of like, you know, I can see the trajectory of like my life and where it could head. Like what, what do I got to expect? Like what, how, how do I serve? Candy yeah. And, yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah. How does she get some some space and time and mm-hmm. rejuvenation? One of the best things that's happened for her because she's not someone with a lot of friends, mm-hmm. but she wants um, some quality friends that she has a few of. And so she will intentionally just create some time and space. And we have to talk about that and make sure, hey, is that happening? And so she just wants some time with them, you yeah. know, just to talk to those few. She doesn't need a lot. She doesn't want the big crowd, the big group. Um it wouldn't mean anything to her to do that. She wouldn't be refreshed. She'd be drained. Sure. Sure. And so having having some pastries and some coffee with that close friend, you know, that one, that that's what she loves. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just had a weekend after a really long day of a workshop with Kiko. Um, the family met me at the office, and then we went and hung out with her friends and their families for a Friendsgiving and uh, it was a bunch of foster and adoptive families that she's been in a small group with. And um, she gets refreshed from being around those ladies because yeah. she identifies with them. They're in the same, uh, they're doing the exact same thing she is. They're taking care of kids. They're stretched and stressed mm-hmm. to the max. We we looked in the in the cul-de-sac where we were all parked. There were two Nissan Envys. Those are 12 <laughs> passengers. Two Transits and a Sprinter van. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there were like 30 to 35 kids. Oh, and, my goodness. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. But um, that's, that's just being around folks that are like you, that are in that same mm-hmm. season. Uh, for her, that's where she really gets strength and, yeah. and being able to create that space and time for it. She doesn't get enough time for herself. I don't think either one of us, you know, take enough time for hobbies and you know, rejuvenation and sure. all that. But, um, but I tell you what, though, you don't get there. You don't go from zero to 60 with, with family and capacity. Um, you have the first kid. And the first kid seems overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And when you have 
when you have four or five kids, you look back and you're like, why were we overwhelmed with one kid? Because you only know what you know and you've only experienced what you've experienced. And so I think all of that is growing and it's capacity building, um, especially in your family. And it's, and it's the conversations you're having that are keeping that healthy. Um, and all that is building so that you are able to have the next kid and know what is, you know, what, how you guys need to schedule and juggle and okay, now we're man to man. It's not just one. And, um, you're going to lay this one down and I'm going to lay this. And those are different conversations. And so you come to new rhythms. And I think with every change in every season, it's got to have healthy conversations. It's got to keep those priorities still uh, front and center that we're discussing. How is this still happening? How are we still going on dates? How are we still spending time together? Uh, for us, we don't necessarily get to go out on a lot of dates, but we know um, even though I want to spend time with my older kids, I have to do it in different ways. I also want to spend time with my wife mm-hmm. uh, because it can become it can become really detrimental that you end up focusing more on your children than you do on your marriage. Sure. Um, and you know, you, we all suffer, you can suffer from childolatry where they run and rule your, your, your house yeah. uh, and your time and your calendar and your schedule. Um, and, and some of those may not even, you know, those that are listening, they may be like, I just got married. I don't, I can't relate to any of this or yeah. I'm single and, and that's fine. These things will come. And so even now they're, ha- you're having to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to find refreshment and rejuvenation? Am I going to find that? Or am I going to keep myself busy? Am I going to sure. just do stuff? Uh, but you've got to keep having those conversations and, and that they're all, like I said, all of its capacity building as you stay healthy through each of those seasons. I remember my mom telling me this, um, because I was like, man, I just don't know if I can do the baby phase well or enjoy it. Or, um, she said, you know what? Enjoy every season for what it is mm-hmm. for each of your kids. Don't wish any of them away because as soon as that one's gone, you'll, you'll look back and, and wish you had, you had been more present. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's kind of stayed with me. I want to enjoy each season of each of my kids' lives for what they are. I don't want to wish the terrible twos away too quickly for Joe, <laughs> even though I really do. Yeah. Um, but those are moments that they are just what they are. Yeah. And learning to lean into them and learning to, to just build relationship in that space is what's going to make the next phase come and make it fruitful and more enjoyable. Um, and sometimes that's hard, though. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I always um, have heard uh, you say what Ellie wants to be um, when she's older and it's a mom. And I think that speaks volumes wow. to yeah. Candy uh, and like what that means uh, and what she does uh, and like the, you know, just who she is as yeah. a person. And I, and I always I think of that and I'm like, I know Penny will probably say the same. Just knowing how Desley and Candy are very similar and how Desley is super loving and already doing that for Penny. Uh, and I can see already like the mm-hmm. dividends of that and how like, you know, Penny will like want her a little bit more than me or like yeah. reach for her more. Um, and so it's just something you appreciate too. Of yeah. Someone I, like that. I think we say it a lot that, you know, our kids especially, but people will, they'll duplicate and replicate who we are mm-hmm. and not so much what we tell them. Yeah. Um, they're going to pick up so much from what we model and I remember this with Ellie, how the things we would say to her about, it, oh, you're so special, you're so sweet. And she would then, when she got to the age to play pretend at like uh, two years old, she would say those same words to her dolls, to her toys. Yeah. She would say what we had said to her. And I just remember how profound it was to hear that back. Yeah. And Ellie just told me this last night that, that she has caught Joe doing that. Um, Joe with her little uh, Peppa Pigs, we call them PP Pigs, her Peppa Pig figurines. She has them all lined up and she's like, okay, we're going to take turns. And like, 
because we have two toddlers right now, it's like there's a lot of taking turns. And so she's hearing a lot of the same things uh, as she plays that, that she's heard from us. Like she's, she's replicating yeah. that. And, um, and so she and, and Joe hears the same things that we've told all our kids, you know, about how you're sweet, you're special, you know, those yeah. things that you instill in them every day. But then when they begin, that's what comes out of them yeah. because it's what we're pouring in. And it's, it's in all our relationships. Yeah. It's in our marriage. It's in ourselves. What we're what we're feeding ourselves is what's going to come back out. Um, but it's so important. But uh, this this week we had a chaplain graduation, and uh, the kids were in the car. Uh, the two oldest ones, Ellie and Judah, and they were riding back with me, and um, and they they've seen their dad in a lot of different roles serving. They've seen our family serve in foster care. But here they are seeing me serve in, in a here I am in a sheriff's uniform uh, as a chaplain and got to got to lead from the stage. Just an incredible opportunity. They've seen us in the pastoral capacity. They've seen us lead a ministry. Yeah. And so I think they're gonna be so they're gonna be so encouraged that they can do anything and everything True. that God puts in front of them. But they were shooting videos in the car before I got in about here we are, just um, dad's dad's uh, been the chaplain here and has served blah blah and they're, they're just going going on and on, but they're also talking about what they're going to do one day as they're shooting this video. And that's probably the most encouraging thing is that what I've modeled, okay, we've not been so stretched thin that we've like ruined our kids, right? Which is like our biggest concern Sure, that we've like overloaded our lives with too many things that we're stressed out. We've stressed them out and, and everybody's resentful. Uh, but that's something you have to, like you, we do concern ourselves about. Yeah, uh, We talk about, uh, I said it before, like as, as you go through new seasons, there's that you, if you don't have communication and talk through it, then resentment can build up because mm-hmm. expectations haven't been met because no one's communicated them. Right. And so I experienced that with Candy when I first started those ministry nights where we weren't going to see each other. And she did try to participate as much as she could. She'd wear a baby and come to what I was leading and she would try to be present, but it just wasn't the same for her. And it right. wasn't the same as our time at home. And so she began to resent the ministry. Yeah. And so that took some conversations, and that took some time, and that took some, how do we readjust? How do we find a new balance mm-hmm. uh, in this season? And that conversation almost has to happen every time. And you get better at it, and it happens more naturally yeah. the more you have those. But it took a lot of intentional conversations every time that would change, every time the schedule would get tweaked a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so what does this new balance look like? When's our time? When's our family together? Yeah. So and, and I think far too many people don't see that because we have so many extracurriculars, so many uh, times that we just want and need, we think, to get together with other, other people and do other things that uh, if we don't communicate, if we're not careful, we'll end up resenting what, what each other is involved in or maybe even what we have said yes to. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're in a different place, Christian. You feel different about things when someone asks you, so you feel tension from your wife as well as from the places that are asking you to do things, whether it's your work or other jobs yeah. or other ministries. Um, so you feel pulled. You feel emotionally pulled yeah, and responsible to say yes to all of it, but you can't. Right, yeah. Like, I have season tickets to the Ice Bears, and then they ask me to work for them, and I'm like, what do I say? And it's like, the obvious answer is no. You, you, you're there to enjoy but it. But it's alluring. But it, it's alluring, but it's also like someone requests this of me. Yeah. Like I need to, it's like a night. Like I'm here to serve. Yeah. You and know? if I say no, will they ever ask yeah. again? But if I say no, I'm not chivalrous. <laughs> it's like, that's like not how I feel like internally of like, I'm a knight, but it, that's what it sounds like when like, I'm, mm. I feel like I'm talking to Dusty. He's like, what do you like? You don't have to say yes to everything. And I'm like, but I feel like I do. 
yeah I feel like and I was like how do you turn changing that scorecard yeah how do you turn off that like always wanting to like that yes man yeah like, that because it is it is habitual um but it's also like wiring too so yeah. like knowing one it's like discernment knowing how to navigate it and two it's like but if you let it it will be habitual like yeah always saying yes 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 because yes is sometimes great there's great yeses we've talked about this there's yeah. great yeses you say in your entire life but sometimes you know they can they can add up and yeah. be very detrimental yeah and you're toast yeah i and then you you said something a second ago of um that i just wanted to echo for our listeners of like and you say this a lot of like being stretched stretched to fit and to grow and it's usually like stretched to grow to be able to really like more responsibilities more work you know and how that's like not a bad thing um and and i definitely have like sensed in my time working with you of like realizing like like the benefits of like just Mm. being stretched and grown into responsibility i don't think i've had any employer thus far that has done like when i say positive stretching you know presented in a positive way of being stretched you know i've had like when I worked at Cedar Springs and it was like the stretching that I had came with responsibilities that I wasn't really hired for. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing with the communication firm I worked for, the stretching was, you know, the, the lack of communication from a, from the executive, the, you know, the CEO yeah. was also my it was from boss. Unhealthy culture. It, it was unhealthy culture. Yeah. It was bottlenecked. It was, you know, so that stretching was like totally, it was negative. And so, modeled here it's like it is positive it is growing um you grow into it um and and it's just something too of like for anybody out there that's listening and feeling they're going through a season of expectations or stretching and growth that it's like it you know i guess first of if it's like address if it's a positive or a negative is this a good thing to stretch into or do you feel like stress and anxiety building and and sometimes these the stress like there is good stress you know sure. you know or the anxiety you feel could be like something new with change sure um but it also you you know you could easily tell too when it's like not a positive situation um and so just like really navigating that and how do you like make that decision to step away yeah. so um and i think we use a lot of analogies for for change and and one is stretching and I always heard Andy Stanley's talking about how there are tensions in our life and some are uh, not problems to solve, mm-hmm. but tensions to manage. Like there's things, if, if you keep going back to the same conversations over and over, that's probably, that may be an indication that this is not a problem I'm going to solve. This is a tension that I'm going to constantly have to readdress. This is going to be something like like in the instance of schedule and time with your spouse and things like that. This is not a problem we're going to solve in different seasons. It's going to be constantly a tension that we choose to manage well, mm-hmm. that we do it through conversations. We do it through intentional prioritizing, all that stuff. This is a tension to manage. Yeah, It's not a problem to solve. And so understanding that is really good. The other thing for us has always been, Sometimes, yes, we get stretch marks when there's something growing and is life-giving. Uh, but at the other, on the other side of that is there is pruning that comes in. In order for me to say yes to some things, I may need to say no to a number of other things that I've mm-hmm. already said yes to in the past, that that season has run its course, and I'm discerning. I have to discern that, not just quitting and hanging up because I'm frustrated, but no, understanding, man, that 
that was that's been an amazing time in my life. But that season's coming to an end. Yeah. And it's a it's a healthy transition. It's a healthy pruning. It's a cutting off of something that had been life giving. Yeah. But now you're going to grow in other areas. And in order to do that, it's it's time to say no to other things. And so we've always set things out yeah. um, in our conversations of okay, so what are some areas that we're going to cut back in? Mm-hmm. What are some areas that we're going to say no to? Um, and for us, it may be some of the things we've said yes to to our kids, yes to ourselves personally, um, you know, other things we've obligated ourselves to yeah. in order to make space yeah. for new things yeah. um, in new seasons. So I think that's really important. Yeah, we saw that with our friend Colin and just, you know, feeling like being able to navigate and discern like, hey, I'm hitting a wall over and over again trying to find a space. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's okay that this doesn't work out. Yeah. And finding peace in that. Um, yeah. You know, selling the things that you have, you know, the equity that you've put into this business as being mobile. And, you know, having some time off to spend with your yeah. second kid. And, and your that can wife. be hard for us to palate. That's yeah. a bittersweet. So sometimes it's yeah. like, I'm a failure, or you can interpret it as, look how much success I have and I can't wait for what's next. And yeah. that's the mentality he took, and it was super inspiring. Yeah, I think some of the the best things I've seen people do is knowing when to transition, when to end something, even while it's still successful, Uh, because usually we wait until we've gone, we've run past its course Mm -hmm. and we drive something into the into the ground. And then we're like, well, I guess it's over. Yeah. Because it's there's no other option. It's over. Yeah. Versus like, you know what? We did this with our block party that we used to have. Um, We we ended a year where we had over 5,000 people in attendance, which was incredible. We knew how to, it was a well-oiled machine. And I remember my mom looking over at me and my dad at, at, uh, that, that day and just saying, this is the last one. We're like, what? This was amazing. How could it be the last one? Because she knew that season had come to a close, hmm. that other people in our city were supposed to pick up pieces to serve their neighborhoods well. But if we kept doing what we were doing, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, And we're like, what? And so that's one of the hardest things I've watched. Uh, I've watched through my family. I've watched through other people of knowing when a season has ended, but not waiting uh, to recognize that until it's too late. Yeah. You know, ending well. Uh, that's a that's a real value. Ending well. Yeah. You think of like all the great quarterbacks that ended with a Super Bowl mm. and how they're remembered versus pushing on and maybe, still playing. Maybe a Brady. I don't know. His story's yeah. still being written. I mean, you think Manning, but then you think Favre, yeah. who came sure. out of retirement, and how that doesn't necessarily taint the legacy, but it's everyone is going to remember how he, you know, retired Green Bay, but then went to Minnesota. And True. That didn't really work out. No. Nope. So, should have stuck with those Wrangler commercials. Yeah, should have. <laughs> I remember those Wrangler commercials. I bet you do. <laughs> Now, this has been a good conversation. I'm so curious as our listeners are, are um, kind of processing this with us too. Uh, what are your thoughts? How are you handling transitions and change and seasons? What are, what are the things you have found that have brought health? And, and we want to hear from you. Email yeah. us, podcast at kitco.org. Uh, we're going to do a couple seasonal rapid fires just between us. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. That'll be fun. And then we'll end with this. Yeah. Um, and so we uh, like to ask those seasonal questions, Christian, and usually it's you. It is me. <laughs> Michael, this is the part of the show where the questions get fast and the answers get slow oh yeah rapid fire uh i guess i'll ask you answer and then i'll just respond with my own answer yeah Yeah. so uh favorite christmas holiday movie Ooh, movies Mm. so we grew up watching a ton of them Mm -hmm. like my parents still have a stack yeah going back to vhs vhs (laughs) and then they transitioned to a little bit smaller dvds yep yep but they still watch them so love home alone Mm -hmm. absolutely the first one is epic uh like new york but once they get out of macaulay culkin i'm done 
Yeah, no, I can't watch I, three and four. I tune out. So, but one and two are incredible. I'll watch them every year. One movie I actually really like is National Lampoons, and it may be because my last name's Clark. I don't know, and Clark Griswold, <laughs> but you know, get you something real nice, Clark. Yeah. But my wife won't let me watch that with the kids <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> the language, the yeah. yeah, the the, the lady m- in the mall, yeah, the, yeah, the the pool scene, the pool scene, yeah. That there's there's like obvious reasons which I get, but that movie's still like. I just love it. It's a classic. My wife doesn't appreciate it. Now, every year when we decorate the tree, Mm -hmm. um, White Christmas is always on. I'm talking Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. um, Sisters. sisters. I mean, we know all the songs. But my kids are like, why do we put this on? We don't even watch it. It's just a tradition. Yeah. It's It's rhythmic. It's something to look forward to. And kids, your kids will obviously for... They'll they'll think back and be like maybe they'll, they'll do, do it, for, it too. Then maybe they'll do it too, or they'll have their own thing. They'll That's have their right. own white Christmas. Um, for me, dude, you're not. You, you would probably understand this because we were talking about it before, and you were trying to guess. And I die hard. And, and I, oh, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> one of the dieharders. Die hard is a Christmas movie. Because <laughs> I've worked with people like that. It's usually oh, yeah. Jeremy Johnson uh, would always be like, die oh, hard is a Christmas man. movie. It's the best one. You're 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 stupid and an idiot if you don't agree. Oh man. Um, the holiday. Okay. That's my Christmas. Yeah. That's my favorite Christmas. That's movie. a good one. I, I love that one. I love the feeling the uh, that it just brings when I watch it with Dusty. I think that's our... I like the holiday. We watch it every year together. Um, you obviously got your elves that are funny. Love uh, the elf. And for me, it's I, I Home Alone always has a special place in my heart, too. One oh, yeah. Two. Uh, we just watched Home Alone 2 with Desley, um and Nolan and Kayla last year. They never Fun. seen Home Alone 2. Never. Never. And then you've Austin, got you've got mail. I think okay. I think it's also a Christmas. It's you also consider a Christ- that one. I, th- I mean, it takes place at Christmas. Majority of it. Um, that, that's like a lifetime Hallmark movie at that point. You've got mail. <laughs> it's Tom Hanks. Have you seen Surviving Christmas? Uh-uh. Yeah, and Meg Ryan. Um, so Surviving Christmas is uh, Ben Affleck. Okay. Really funny. Yeah, it's a good one. There's some really good ones out there that people, you know, when they stay just in the lane of like the big ones or the Netflix ones or the Hallmark yeah. ones. Oh, my you wife. Know, you I can, mean, you can miss Hallmark. like the holiday or some of these other ones. Yeah. But hey, send us your favorites. Email yeah, us to We'd love I'm to curious. hear that. Uh, second one you're walking in to Christmas with your parents mm. and you're like, I cannot wait to have this dish, Ooh. Uh, this comfort food, this holiday food, this treat, or it could be dessert. So it's definitely not the pickle peaches. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Why is that always on the table? <laughs> I don't know. Granny always brought them. Uh, you know, it is. It's a lot of the same thing. So Thanksgiving and Christmas are very different. But we we tip, typically have been having like a prime roast at mm-hmm. Christmas, and it is so good it when slaps. it's cooked right. It's bussing. Oh man, it is bussing. It's so good. So uh, yeah, but Thanksgiving's different for me and my wife. Like uh, the things I look forward to, like it's because that's what we always had. She's like. Why do y'all even have this? Who eats it? I, yeah. I'm not a big cream corn fan. You guys don't like mashed potatoes? Yeah, she just wants the carbs and let's yeah. go. But um, yeah, I do. I love the I love the stuffing with the gravy. I love the turkey with some more gravy. Like it's just yeah, it's just the the flavors of the season. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I like it all. Um, not a whole lot of foods that I don't yeah. enjoy. My nanny's so nanny Harden. Uh, her pumpkin and chocolate pie mm. are to die for. Come on, as in I would eat the whole pie in one sitting. Let's do it. And have before. I might or might not have had pumpkin pie last night for dessert and then this morning for breakfast. It is the best breakfast food. Also, she makes an orange slice cake Mm. that uh, Tata always loved. Uh, and your dad loves too. We always bring him a couple slices back. But it's after it sits for a couple of days, 
Oh, man. So that reminds me of something that uh, we don't have as often now because my grandmother always made it and she's passed, was an apple cake. Oh, that was so good. And it would have a two, it had two toothpicks and you'd have to figure out which direction the nuts went and which direction they were not. Uh, just take a slice and good luck. Yeah. Um, so you like apple cake. Oh, I love apple cake with the, with the nice, uh, drizzled frosting over mm-hmm. the top that's soaked into it. Oh, so good with a cup of coffee. Yeah. Judy makes a great apple cake. Maybe I should bring yeah. you a slice next time. I didn't know you liked apple cake. Family. I didn't know. Yeah. Hey, we can hook I'll you up. One. She's always making them. Come on, Sometimes Judy. she just like wakes up and like. I want an apple cake for breakfast. Julie, you're probably not listening, but in case so you are. She might listen one day. <laughs> uh, and then we'll end with this one. Um, right. You can pick. So there's, I know you're, you love winter, the atmosphere it brings, the energy it has. So we can talk about the favorite outdoor activity in the winter mm, because you're a psychopath. I do, actually. Um, but I have also a favorite outdoor activity in the winter. Mm. So, or we could talk about most bizarre like Christmas. Nah, I don't really We'll table that one. I think we'll table cuz I don't I have a few to share and I don't think they're appropriate. So. <laughs> <laughs> those will be off air. Yeah. I'm curious. But outdoor activity. So yeah, um I love this time of year because I just feel like you can breathe a little better. Uh maybe it's because we live in the south and we have humidity in the summer and it just gets stifling, but uh yeah, I just feel like the air is clear, it's cleaner somehow. And so this is my favorite time of the year to go hiking. Mm-hmm. I love it if there's a little ice and snow down on the ground. There's just something about the leaves being off the tree and the views are forever nothing inhibiting yeah. how far you can see on a clear day in January or even February. Yeah. Um, and so I love to, to hike the Smokies this time of year. Um, I've done it with a group of guys for, for years and we would do LeConte and the water shut off by the time you get up there. So you better pack enough of your own water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love it. I love to get outdoors and actually enjoy it. You can layer up a little bit, but by the time you start moving, you really don't need it. Yeah. You're sweating quick. When, when the trees have frost and it looks oh. like snow, you are thriving. Well, and my beard usually mimics them by the time yeah. I get going a little bit. Because you'll grow it out, especially it, It'll glisten. Yeah. <laughs> you'll look like Santa coming back. That's right. Um, yeah, that's, I, I knew that was the answer, but our listeners did, uh, and that's, that's really good. Um, if you know Michael, you know that's the answer. For me, uh, I have two. Um, I love, and this is why I thrived in New York City during Christmas, I love driving or walking and looking at like mm. decorations. Yeah. Uh, I love walking through Fourth and Gill and seeing all the lights. I did it last year. Uh, I was forced to do it during Christmas this past year because uh, I was quarantined and away from everybody. COVID. So never, I didn't test positive. So, but there it was just go. out of necessity with pregnant wife. Um, I, you know, those are just things that I like to do. Um, yeah. And in New York, I mean, that's the pinnacle it is. of Christmas at night with lights or, you know, Central Park and the snow, which we get to experience and that's so thankful. Awesome. Second thing, and this is more of a favorite Christmas activity or holiday activity. I love going to see um, the Christmas story mm. at um, Tennessee Theater. Ten- or no, it's the, uh, no, you? it's the Christmas story. It might not be Christmas Carol. Sorry, oh, okay. the Christmas Carol at UT. They, oh, they put okay. on a yeah. performance. Clarence Brown Theater. Clarence Brown. I, we, I've done it through dating with Desley. Yeah. We haven't been recently, but I think we're going to go back this year. I mean, yep, I've seen that there. And I, and I, it's one of my favorite things. I love it. The Christmas Carol. So. Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. Muppets is still my favorite version. It's really good. I it's like hard it. to beat that one. The yeah. Muppets do everything Kermit. better. <laughs> I accidentally came across their version of Bohemian Rhapsody oh, that's last hilarious. week or two weeks ago, and I'm like, why is this playing for when kids come in? I'm like, <laughs> 
I'm just going to let it run. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's so many great things about this uh, time of the year, and, and we hope you're our listeners. I hope you guys have a great uh, holiday season and truly celebrate um, the reason and rhythms for what Christ has come into our lives to bring. And so yeah. we wish you hope and love and peace and cheer. And, and use it as a time to things. reset if you need it. That's right. So till then, hit us up, podcast at kicko.org.